I grew up watching the Miss America pageant with my family on TV every year. That drum roll, the narrowing down of contestants from 50 to 10 to 5. I have vague memories of when Gretchen Carlson was crowned in her powder blue dress. And when Marjorie Vincent, an African-American, also won in another powder blue dress. And these women, they represented wholesomeness, perfection, beauty. And I didn't realize it at the time, but these shows put this idea in my head of what I thought it was supposed to look like when I grew up. And of course, I didn't expect any of these women to look like me, any of the women who were walking down that stage and blowing kisses to the crowd. Miss America represented the big time, prime time. So in our Vietnamese-American refugee community, we developed our own version of these beauty pageants. Instead of evening gowns, the women, though, they would model the Vietnamese ao yai, a long tunic dress that has deep slits on either side with really flowy pants underneath. And we often say in our culture that these dresses, they cover everything, and yet they hide nothing because they are so form-fitting. Now, wherever there's a Vietnamese community, there's a pageant, Miss Vietnam, Mrs. Vietnam, Miss Ao Yai, and so on. These shows have become part of the Vietnamese-American experience, and I distinctly remember my first experience with these pageants. I'm about seven years old, and I'm wearing a red silk Ao Yai with gold embroidery that I wore the year before as a flower girl at a Vietnamese wedding. And I think I'd grown a bit. The dress was not comfortable, I remember that. And I'm holding my mom's hand at the Lunar New Year party in Olympia, Washington. And then suddenly someone comes up to us and tells us that I've won something. I remember my mom being like, what? And before I know it, someone is holding up my wrist and parading me on stage before a couple hundred Vietnamese attendees. Where is it? Oh, here we are. So here's a picture of me standing in our living room that day. This is like post-pageant glow. I got a bouquet of flowers, and I felt like a swan. But I can't remember what title I actually won. I don't remember if I was the winner or if I was the runner-up. So I call my mom to ask her what she remembers. That's me in Vietnamese, uh, basically asking my mom if she remembers that day. She does not. She insists she never entered me in a pageant. And I ask her, but, you know, what about the flowers? I don't remember, she says. Stop asking me. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God, she doesn't remember. Hey, Wen. Hey, Kern. I try my sister. Do you remember me winning some flowers and some kind of a pageant when I was a little girl? No. So one of the most exhilarating moments of my childhood, when I felt this acknowledgement, like maybe I was special and I was pretty. There's photos of it. (laughs) It's a moment that no one else remembers. Now that I'm not seven, I see through the pageant a little more, and I kind of think they're bullshit. I see the way that they objectify women and create this false image of a perfect Vietnamese-American woman. So when my niece, she's very sweet, 
She's a student at the University of Washington. When she asked me to judge their version of a pageant called Miss Huakoi Liangzheng, which roughly translates to flower among the schools, I had to pause and think about it. And despite my better judgment, I said yes. I'm Tan Tan, and this is Second Wave, an American story that begins in Vietnam. Support for Second Wave comes from Fisher Plumbing Family of Companies, committed to their communities for over 40 years by supporting youth sports programs, charities for the disadvantaged, and water conservation. Fisher Plumbing offers plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and router services. More at fisherplumbing.com. That's F-I-S-C-H-E-R plumbing.com. I've seen the good side of this pageant. My niece won this in 2013. She won the title, and I was right there in the crowd cheering her on, so excited for her. But I also have to say that I've seen how this kind of competition can also tear our community apart. Listen, folks. Remember when Steve Harvey crowned the wrong Miss Universe? I will take responsibility for this. It was my mistake. Please don't hold it against the ladies. Please don't. We feel so bad. In 2009, at the same pageant I'm about to judge, they crowned Miss Huakoi. And then the student organizers called that girl a week later to say there'd been a mistake. The scores had actually been miscalculated. And the Vietnamese Student Association held a press conference where they actually took the crown away from the winner and gave it to the runner-up, who was the rightful winner. The girls were calm, they were gracious, but the mom of the former winner was not happy. She said, hey, you take off that second prize crown because it's like you're wearing underwear on your head. She was very, of course, disappointed, very upset. And there's the Vietnamese saying, mut mut, and that's loss of face. That's Kathy Pham, and she was the rightful winner crowned at that press conference. And I just remember it just being really heated. People were getting in each other's faces. The other contestant spoke in Vietnamese. And she was very fluent in Vietnamese. And because of my background, I just said everything in English, right? And the language I was comfortable in. I remember somebody was like, oh, why can't you speak in Vietnamese? You know, and kind of putting that on me and on the spot. After the press conference, the taunting moved online. People started taking sides. Kathy read comment after comment of people who told her she shouldn't have won, that she wasn't Vietnamese enough to be Miss Hoa Khoi. After that event, I just... Don't speak Vietnamese as much as I should. I'm, I believed it. I'm not Vietnamese enough, and I shouldn't have deserved it. My excitement in the beginning, that curiosity, that wanting to be of service to the Vietnamese community, to know my culture more, it halted everything. I hid away. Which is like the opposite. You won this, which it should have brought you closer to the culture. It, it's supposed to give you self-confidence the ability to go out there and be yourself and to represent the community and the complete opposite happen. Yeah. It created a divide that wasn't even meant to be there in the first place. Then it reminds me of our country, Vietnam, the divide between the North and the South right back then. And the whole experience haunted Kathy for years. My way to deal with it was to look within. Um, and that's why I jumped into meditation. And that's why I'm a meditation teacher. That's why I teach people, be at peace uh, with yourself. Who you truly are is not what people tell you. But it was so devastating at the time. After talking with Kathy, I realized I had to take this seriously. And the opportunity to see one of these things close up intrigued me. 
After the break, I judge Miss Hwakoi Lingjung. Stay with us. If you're enjoying Second Wave, you might want to check out another podcast from KUOW. I'm Ashley Ahern, host of Terrestrial. It's a show that explores the choices we make in a world we have changed. Join us for season two, starting October 10th. You'll hear from a kid who is suing the federal government, an ambassador who quit because of climate change, a scientist who chose to stop flying because of his carbon footprint, and more. Head over to KUOW.org slash podcast to subscribe. I had a few months to get to know the rules, but I have to confess that the pageant snuck up on me. The day of the event, I'm actually woefully unprepared. I was very tired having flown in the night before. So I started reading the judge's packet online. And to my surprise, it was 15 pages and full of details. Let's take a look at this. So I'm looking at a grid and it's 16 girls all wearing traditional aoyais. They all have long, flowy black hair. They've got like their hands in front of their stomachs or off to their side. They're really pretty. Um, the mission is to bring together the community, embracing Vietnamese heritage, raise money for a philanthropic charity. This is not a beauty pageant. It is a cultural pageant. <laughs> I love how they had to clarify that. <laughs> okay, so here's an overview of the factors to consider. Confidence, grace and poise, leadership, stage presence, the contestant's ability to command individuality, the ability to make a unique first impression, strong on emphasis on how well each contestant can self-reflect within the given cultural self-identity and awareness, and grace, stage public presence, speaking, stage presence, yeah, and to have fun in the moment, the elegance and confidence of their walk. Ugh. Whatever. Okay. All right. Here we go. Follow the Vietnamese students. <laughs> Hi there, do you know, I'm a judge, do you know where I'm supposed to go? Thank you. Hey, we have a judge here, where do you want her to go? What was your name? Tan. So, she'll take care of you. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Hi, I'm Melissa. Hi, Melissa. So I'm like your judge's assistant. Oh, okay, So I'll cool. be sitting by you, actually. I get a judge's assistant? Yeah, you do. Well, I'm awesome. assistant for all the judges. Oh, you are? Okay. Um, I'm assuming that you already went through the document that explained your judging materials, but I, I can did. walk you through it one more time. The place is filled with friends holding flowers and balloons, anxious parents and siblings, boba and dumplings for sale in the lobby. Lots of Vietnamese faces, but also some non-Vietnamese faces, too. I'm seated in the front row of a softly lit auditorium, and there are paper flowers along the stage, and the girls' friends and their family are filtering in, and I'm given a laptop open to a spreadsheet. Thank goodness. All I have to do is punch in numbers from 1 to 10, and the system is going to tabulate the points. And like any event, you cannot escape politics. Oh, see, can you see? The show opens with a live performance of the American anthem, followed by another live performance of the Vietnamese anthem. And mind you, this is the anthem of South Vietnam, which is the country that is no longer formally recognized by the international community. It hasn't been since the war ended in 1975. But it's an homage to the fact that most of us are from refugee families that supported the former government of South Vietnam. (laughs) 
The show starts with an intense video where girls are wearing aoyais and posing in a garden at a temple. Then we're introduced to the 16 contestants. There's a nursing student, there's an aspiring social worker, a power lifter, a basketball player, musician. They're actually really interesting young women. And suddenly, I realize that maybe these are girls who are not just into their looks. When I was their age, I have to admit I was not this cool. I interned and I studied, I never worked out, I didn't even play any instruments, and I had no talents or hobbies to speak of outside of my journalism classes. And I just tried my best to not be too Vietnamese, while these girls, they're totally embracing it. But then we got to the actual competition, and I quickly remembered why I never actually did this. I feel like I'm in the American Idol right now, right? There's a goofy male MC who thinks he's really charming. You know, I feel like so lucky because I'm surrounded with like 16 beautiful contestants. And then there's his level-headed and charming female partner who is also a former Miss Wakoi. I don't know how this turned into Bachelor Andrew, but uh, let's, let's reel it back to Miss Wakoi. So, uh, First is the walk, where they gracefully crisscross the stage in pairs, wearing aoyais. I've worn these things, and you have to suck your stomach in. You have to wear heels, and you have to walk around in hopes that you're not going to trip over the flowy pants or over the front flap of the dress. But I will say that it does make you feel pretty sexy. And I can't help but judge how these girls are walking, because some are frankly more graceful than others. I see a tiny trip up here and there, and I feel guilty that I have to judge that. But I guess that's my job. Then the girls are asked to pick a random question from a stack of cards. All right, Kathleen, name the three qualities that best embody a Vietnamese woman. Theo em nghĩ có ba đặc điểm nào đặc biệt nhất để thể hiện một người phụ nữ Việt Nam? I think the three most uh, important traits that embody the Vietnamese woman are integrity, poise, and courage. And I choose integrity because uh, Vietnamese women are very faithful with their principles and morals, and they let that anchor their lifestyle. This part bored the hell out of me. It's as if all Vietnamese women are the same. We're dutiful children, we're strong, we're resilient, we're beautiful caretakers. The image of perfection, no matter what. There's like no room for vulnerability. And I resent that. Thank you for that good answer. Thank you, But there are some moments that stick with me. They perform group skits that get the audience howling, myself included. And I could relate to a lot of the scenarios that they were acting out on stage. There are references to smelly Vietnamese food. What are you eating from lunch, mate? Uh, it's called a bun bao. It has like meat and veggies in it. Do you want some? Uh, kind of looks gross. Um, but all the cool kids are eating Lunchables if you want some of mine. <laughs> hey, man, uh, can you give me some Lunchables like all the other kids? No, we don't have the money. What's wrong with my food? Okay, never mind. <laughs> and there's a skit about being embarrassed of your parents for being FOBs, fresh off the boat. Hey, did you hear about Mai's mom? She went totally ballistic in the office. Oh, yeah, I heard she was acting like a total fob. Hey, what are you 
These are things that all second-generation Vietnamese-Americans can understand. And here I start to see parts of myself in these girls. I'm Vietnamese-American, and you guys have to understand that we all have to be open and respect each other's cultures. At one point, the finalists have to recite a Vietnamese proverb, and it's obvious that these girls cannot speak fluent Vietnamese, but uh, they're trying. And they're trying because this is the part of the competition. This is the kind of stuff that makes our parents proud. This proverb essentially means that to respect your mother and your father. And the reason why this proverb is significant to me is because my family came over here with very little. And through the years of hard work, The talent competition is sort of the tiebreaker. It's the best chance for these girls to really differentiate themselves from the pack. I'm supposed to judge them based on factors like uh, individuality and connection to the Vietnamese culture. But their performances range so much that it all comes down to stage presence. A girl named Lily does her rendition of Jimmy Fallon's Evolution of Dance series. Now, there is nothing Vietnamese about this, but she's so charming. She's just dancing like no one's watching. People just love her. And I personally have a soft spot for a girl named Hillary because she's in ROTC and she's trying to become an Air Force officer. She showcases a 3D printing of a Vietnamese poem on a piece of wood. She's standing right next to it. And frankly, it's hard to understand what her talent is because it's just not showy. Then there's Emily, who sings a traditional Vietnamese song about being a Vietnamese girl. It's simple but effective, and she is the most fluent speaker in the bunch. I try really hard to be fair in my judging, to look past the superficial, and to reward their effort and their enthusiasm. But I can't see the final score, so when they announce the winners, my heart is totally racing for them. Are you guys ready? I look around at the four other judges, and... I'm thinking of just how subjective this whole thing is. Say it, Andrew, say it! We're dying! Say it! Miss Guapoy 2017 is number 10! In the end, Emily Nguyen, the girl who embodies the most Vietnamese culture, she's the winner, and I think she deserved it. I spoke with Emily after the show. We're doing a podcast about being Vietnamese-American, okay. so I'm the host of it. Yeah. But how do you feel being crowned Wakoi? Oh, it's it's just crazy. Um, I feel very fortunate to be able to um, wear this crown, and um, I look forward to uh, doing some work for the community within this next few years and um, exemplifying uh, what it is to be a Vietnamese woman. A lot of people look at this. I look at this, and I'm like, oh, it's a pageant. It's yeah. a beauty pageant. Yeah. What did you... To me, um, for a Vietnamese woman to really show that, um, show her culture, she needs to, <laughs> she needs, she needs to show that not only is she beauty, beautiful on the outside, but the inside as well. Um, I also talked to her dad, who said Emily is a smart girl who listens to her parents. So that's how she was able to win on this day. 
Emily rất là smart girl nhưng mà khi Sira rất học hỏi và nghe lời được của cha mẹ. And I asked her grandma how they were able to teach an American-born Vietnamese person how to speak the language so well. It was me, she said. I taught her how to speak beautiful Vietnamese. my daughters. This is my very happiness in my life. Thank you for my mother and taught me and her so my daughter keep the culture. I appreciate it again. As I look around at these girls, surrounded by their friends and family, and holding bouquets, looking happy, I get the appeal. A pageant brings the community and families together. And these girls are friends, the dresses are pretty, and it's the first time that many of them have felt any connection to their Vietnamese culture. I can't fault them for wanting to do this. And I don't blame all the parents who are just trying to pass down a few traditions from their homeland. But let's be real. I still had to judge on superficial things, and I really didn't get a chance to get to know every single girl. I appreciate the attempts to make it substantive and to call this a cultural show, but it's still a beauty pageant. I sense that we still have something to prove as second and third generation Vietnamese Americans. We feel that we have to keep alive this culture that our parents left behind in Vietnam. And for some of us, this is the way to do it. But it's not the only way to be a Vietnamese American woman. The real winner of the pageant I judged wasn't even in the competition. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. She was a nine-year-old in a flowery aoyai who performed at the intermission. All the contestants are so beautiful, smart, and talented. When I grow up, I wish I can be exactly like them. She was graceful, poised, and she spoke beautiful Vietnamese, even better than me. And even her gestures were beyond her years. She had the crowd wrapped around her tiny fingers. We were looking at the future of Miss Wakoi. The image of the perfect Vietnamese-American woman, it starts young. Second Wave is a production of KUOW and PRX. Our producers are Whitney Henry Lester and Caroline Chamberlain, and our editor is Jim Gates. Special thanks go out to my niece, Carmian Buikui, and also the students who organized the Miss Huakoi pageant. So obviously, I have some issues with these beauty pageants, but I really do admire these young women for putting themselves out there like this and for having the courage to try to connect with their culture. And it makes me really curious about what the rest of you are feeling. How do you connect with our Vietnamese culture? Is a pageant the best way to do it? Or do you think there's other things that we should be talking about or doing as a community? Write to me and let me know. My email is secondwave at kow.org. I want to tell you about another podcast you might like. It's called Inflection Point with Lauren Schiller. Every week, Lauren talks with women who have risen to a challenge, stepped up to create change, and are ready to share their experiences. It's a great podcast. Check it out.
Support for Second Wave comes from Fisher Plumbing Family of Companies, committed to their communities for over 40 years by supporting youth sports programs, charities for the disadvantaged, and water conservation. Fisher Plumbing offers plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and router services. More at fisherplumbing.com. That's F-I-S-C-H-E-R plumbing.com.